Hello and welcome to another episode of Worked Up, the podcast where you learn to navigate the workplace, business, and your career with a little more ease and a lot less angst. I'm your host, Jacqueline Beck, and today we're going to do things a little bit differently. As you know, we always have really wonderful guests on this podcast, uh, experts in their field, titans of business and of industry. Today, it is lowly old me. And I thought it would be appropriate because we're at a point in this podcast where I've learned a lot through this process. And I think some of the lessons that I've learned by taking a bit of a leap of faith and jumping off a ledge and putting myself out there very publicly can be applicable to business at large. And so I wanted to spend just a few minutes today, short and sweet, talking through some of the lessons learned in podcasting. And hopefully these lessons, you can apply them to your career, navigating your workplace and navigating your business because that's what we're trying to do here at Worked Up. So I officially started this journey about three, four months ago at this point. First off, it's been incredibly fun. And I think that's a theme that has come up throughout the podcast. A lot of people in my coaching and advisory practice come to me saying, I don't know what gets me going. I don't know what motivates me. And I had a really great guest yesterday in the studio, and we talked about this concept of fun. And what I've realized is that having fun allows me to focus on the journey and not the destination. So I've realized that I really like talking. And I'm sure if people know me and are listening to this podcast, they're not surprised, but I am. Because sometimes we lose that clear vision of ourselves. And coming back to something that was so natural to me my whole life, frankly, has reinvigorated and re-sparked my, my motivation, my interest. And it's somewhat ironic because the other night I was going through my cell phone and I found this picture of me from when I was three years old at my aunt and uncle's wedding. I grabbed the microphone on the stage with the band, okay, and started singing in front of the audience. And it's such a a simple picture. But then as I was going through the rest of my camera roll, I continued to see photos of me in front of microphones. And I think about when I feel most alive, when I feel most myself, when I feel most confident, and it's always with me presenting. It's always with me performing. It's always with me in front of a microphone and doing something that not only expresses my creativity, but does it in a way that is verbal. So that's number one. The lesson learned for me in this process is have fun. Return to what makes you you. Reinvigorate that passion. What did people come to you for throughout your life? I realized people always came to me for editing emails. People always came to me for trying to figure out how to have tough conversations. And guess what? That's what I do in my business now. 
in a much broader sense, but I'm facilitating communication. And being behind a microphone is my own personal self-expression of that. So lesson learned number one, have fun, find the joy. And of course, in every job, there is stuff you don't like to do. But if you spend more time thinking about the stuff that is fun, the stuff that is enjoyable, maybe the other stuff becomes less important in terms of how it weighs on your mood or on your perception. Lesson learned number two, I've always thought this, but it has been completely underscored for me. Relationships are everything and communication and clarity are the basis of all relationships. Nothing is done in a vacuum. Even me on this podcast, you don't see me. I have my producer, Ben, behind the window. We've got Brian on the other side of the window. There's a lot of people in the back uh, back of the house that are making this happen. They're uploading it. They're doing a bunch of things. And whether it's a podcast, whether you're in banking, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you work in any type of industry, nothing is done without people. And no one can do absolutely everything themselves. And so in reflecting on that, clear messaging to stakeholders is key. Communicating preferences, understanding how everyone likes to communicate and interact, and being open to meeting new people. It has been incredible. The interesting stories I've heard, the people I've met from different walks of life, different industries who have accomplished incredible things that that range across the spectrum. I never could have imagined that doing my little podcast could have led to me meeting so many interesting people who have done interesting things. And that brings me to my next point, lesson learned number three, have an open mind and always be learning. I've always said this, and this is me waxing a little philosophical, but if someone said to me, what is the purpose of life? What do you think is the purpose of life? I've always said constant self-improvement. And it's been amazing to me how many of the guests that I've spoken to on the show have brought up the topic of asking questions, having a growth mindset, and being curious. And I've had this belief, I don't necessarily know where it comes from, but I've had this belief that if one person improves themselves marginally, you can have an incredible impact. Particularly, and I heard this quote yesterday, you might mean the world to somebody. You don't know how you're affecting somebody on their day to day. And that's another theme that has come up throughout the interviews that I've done to date, that you don't know what throwaway comment you're making that has a really profound impact on someone, either positively or negatively. And so the way I interpret that is there's an ethical and moral responsibility to be mindful of what you're saying and how you're saying it. This concept of constantly learning, I'm also incredibly amazed by 
people's depth and the insight that they can have in some of these seemingly throwaway comments if only you're really willing to take the time and listen. I think it's underscored the importance of listening to me. And you have no idea what's going to trigger a groundbreaking thought in you. And I think I've been inspired personally by hearing stories of people who, you know, just had this incredible motivation from a young age or people who have had to navigate incredibly difficult situations and had the tenacity and the will to do that. And it's very inspiring. And I think that if only we all listened to each other a little bit more, amazing things could happen. And maybe that's me being a little Pollyanna-ish and optimistic, but I'd rather see the glass half full than half empty. So next lesson learned, always be prepared. You never know what's going to happen. A few weeks ago, I was mid-recording podcast and all of a sudden an alarm went off in the studio. And I was like, uh, what's going on here? Right? We paused. We pivoted. No one knows what happened. But the reality is it underscored for me that anything can happen at any given moment. And there's a need to be flexible. So if the audio cuts out or there's a squeak on the audio or something uh, doesn't sound right when it gets uploaded to Spotify, things can typically be fixed as long as the situation isn't life or death, right? And what I've also learned from that is most of the time, people don't know when things go wrong. So it's ultimately your job, and I've worked on this for myself, to say, okay, this happened. We could take this learning opportunity from it and then move on and don't think about it again. And so I've realized that for myself, the key to confidence is preparation really understanding what are my key messages? What are my key points? What is my thesis statement for each episode? What are the through lines that are themes that are coming through from the comments and the responses that my interviewees are having? And this idea of preparation, it also makes me think of a a former boss that I once had when I first matriculated into real estate capital raising, where I was traveling around talking to lots of different investors, trying to raise their money for the real estate funds that I worked for. And this particular boss said to me, repetition is key. Tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them, and then tell them what you told them so that the messages stick. And sometimes you know, I've been a little um, self-critical. Oh, I feel like I'm just saying the same thing over and over again. And I have to remind myself that people are busy. People have a lot of information going through their minds at any given moment. And it's okay to repeat. Because if you know what your key takeaways are, if you know what that thesis statement is, if you know what your key messages are, and you keep going back to them, then you are going to ensure That your audience, whether it be a podcast audience, whether it be a client, 
whether it be a boss, whether it be a colleague, you ensure that they at least get your point. And that brings me to my next lesson learned, which is create systems that work for you. I've always heard the saying that consistency is key. Frankly, I've always struggled with consistency. Usually I come out of the gate hot and then something fizzles. And this entire podcasting process has been a great exercise for me in just getting through it, just keeping going, just releasing and recording another episode. Because every time you do something, you get better, you learn, you learn new things, you learn what goes right, you learn what doesn't go right, you learn how to improve, and the more of a habit things become. And this idea of habits, I know I've beat my drum multiple times about the book Atomic Habits and I need to stop or at least figure out a way to get paid for talking about Atomic Habits all the time. But this idea of exercising a muscle so that things become habitual for you is very, very true. There is a lot, a lot, a lot of truth to the saying that practice makes perfect. And if there's anything else that I've learned from the guests that we've had on the show, it's that there's a lot of behind the scenes work that goes into curating and making something look easy, whether that's a presentation, whether that is strategic planning, whether that is communicating a really key initiative. There's a lot of preparation and there's a lot of practice that goes into the delivery of it. Going back to this idea of systems, I was talking to a very good friend of mine a while ago, and we were talking about the idea of structure. Now, I'm someone who typically likes structure. This particular friend of mine also really likes structure. What I've learned for me, and this doesn't necessarily fit for everybody, is that there's an idea of flexibility within structure that allows you to be surprised and allow for outcomes that you might not expect. It allows for possibility. And what I'll give you an example. The way I structure this show is that I have my standard intro. I ask all of my guests to introduce themselves. And from there, we have a fluid conversation. And at the end of the conversation, I always bring it back to my two rapid fire questions and my outro. So I have my beginning. I have a general idea of how the middle is going to go in terms of it's going to be a fluid conversation, but I'm still leaving room for possibility. And then I have my structured ending. And having that expectation of that structure gives me confidence in being able to come to the table and record an episode every time that I do. Having the flexibility within the structure allows for that possibility to go in windy roads that I never could have imagined these conversations could go into. And so for me, there is a balance of the two that is critical 
to achieving what I want to achieve. I think that's so applicable elsewhere. I think it could be applicable to sales pitches. I think it could be applicable to sales conversations. I think it can be applicable to having a difficult conversation with a colleague or a boss or an employee. But this idea of at least knowing your message, knowing how you want to open and close, and then allowing space for the conversation to weave in the way that you want to, or that it could still surprise you because you never know what the outcome could be. So create systems that work for you. Next lesson learned. Entrepreneurship never ends. There is no off switch. A lot of people who are entrepreneurs who have come on the show have made the same comment over and over and over again. Entrepreneurship is hard. Entrepreneurship can be lonely. And it's very difficult, especially when you're starting a business because everything is on your shoulders. And that's frankly what I've experienced in launching my business and in doing this podcast. There's no off switch, like I said. And by the way, I'm no stranger to working long hours. I'm no stranger to working hard. You know, my first job at a college, I would be at my desk at 7.30 in the morning. I'd leave around 11 or 12 at night. You know, a few jobs later, I was a traveling capital raiser. There were many times I had to get picked up in a taxi or an Uber at 4.30 in the morning to make my 6 a.m. flight go have a few meetings, have a lunch, and come home 11.30, 12 at night to only go back into the office the next day or get picked up and go somewhere else the next day. What I found for me is that it's very different when you're working for yourself, for me, because I am in control of aligning the work I'm doing with my personal values. And I think this idea of personal values is critical. I am able to look at what I'm doing because I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission to help people navigate the workplace, business, and their careers with more ease and less angst. And I know that is something that inspires me and fuels me. And because I see the outcome of all of the work that I'm doing, it doesn't feel like work. So I'll give you a perfect example. Yesterday is a great example of a typical day for me. My first full-time job started at 7 a.m. when my son woke up. I was with him until my childcare came. Let's just call it nine to five. I was working. So running around, I recorded a few podcasts. I had a few meetings. I talked to a few clients, came home when my childcare left, went back to full-time job number one, being a mom, dinner, bedtime, bath time, or, you know, other order dinner, bath time, bedtime, put my son to sleep. My husband and I hung out for half hour, hour, had dinner, and then it was right back to work. And it was all the admin stuff I had to do. It was all my emails. It was all my administrative backend logging of my revenue and expenses. It was invoicing and it was all the stuff that is that backend stuff that isn't as glorified in the world of entrepreneurship. And by time I was done, it was 1030 at night. 
I was fine with it. I didn't care because I was able to do it on my time. I was flexible and I knew it was serving a purpose. It was allowing me to do what I want to do. It was allowing me to live the career I've wanted to live for quite a long time. And so it just hit home a little bit differently for me. And this idea of never being off, it's very true because I do think a lot of people are um, seduced by the bright, shiny object sometimes, uh, this idea of entrepreneurship. But it's not easy and it can be lonely and it is hard when it's all on your shoulders. But keeping in mind the why, the purpose, the mission, the vision, that's been incredibly, incredibly helpful for me. And that leads me to the next lesson learned. All roads lead back to curiosity. And I see my producer Ben over here smiling because it's become a running joke that in almost every podcast episode that we've recorded, all of the guests bring up curiosity, asking good questions, the power of a good question, not needing to know all of the answers, you know, knowing where to dig so that you can find out or figure things out. Again, it's becoming a joke at this point. It almost is going to become the new tagline of Worked Up, but all roads lead back to curiosity. And I think that I have learned that there is power, not only in a great question, not only in not knowing the answer, but also in building credibility and relationships. Another theme that has come up tremendously is not being attached to the outcome. And we talked about this a little bit at the beginning when we started recording today, but really being focused on the journey and not the destination. Goals are great. Planning is great. Strategy is great. I am all for them. Frankly, I am in the business of them. They're great because they set direction. At the same time, there will inevitably be mistakes. There will inevitably be bumps in the road. You have no idea who you're going to meet. You have no idea what doors will open. And it's about allowing that possibility to occur as well. So it kind of goes back to that idea that we were just talking about, about flexible structure. Having a big picture structure in place, but allowing to allowing space for yourself to be surprised so that you can see the opportunity when it presents itself and pivot accordingly. And that brings me to the next point. Everything is a leap of faith. You can plan, you can analyze, but if you really, really want to move something forward, sometimes you just need to jump. Like I said, planning, strategy, direction, all important, all critical. I will never say it's not. Sometimes it just takes a leap of faith to start. And that can be incredibly scary, incredibly scary. Nine times out of 10, it's our own fear that's holding us back. When I first recorded the podcast, I was so nervous, so nervous. Oh my gosh, I'm going to put my foot in my mouth. In fact, I have several times. I'm going to say things I wish I didn't say. I have several times. But then slowly and slowly with the muscle that you're building, you build your confidence. And I've become a big believer 
that you build confidence through action and by proving to yourself that you can do it. I think that's something I've learned firsthand by through this podcast experience. I think that's something that has been a recurring theme from a lot of the guests who have come on the podcast. You just got to do it. I almost feel like the Nike slogan has come up multiple times. Just do it. But it's really such a great, great line. We're almost done with my lessons learned. So thank you for bearing with me. Two more to go. One, attention to detail is everything. This is, goes back to what I said before, but when you especially are an entrepreneur and everything is on your shoulders, you have a million balls in the air at any given time. And two things are true and can be true at the same time. One, it's a lot easier to get them right on the first time because it's a lot more efficient. That's something I really value personally. And what I said earlier, you probably mess up the screw-ups more than others. Give you a perfect example. Last night, I've, I've admitted this. I am not a big Instagram person. I am a technologically illiterate millennial. It's an oxymoron. I messed up my grid on Instagram. And I called a friend of mine. I was like, oh my gosh, I messed up my grid. What am I going to do? And her response to me was, no one cares. No one's going to notice. And that's true. I posted a reel to my account with no audio. I just deleted it. I don't even know how many people looked at it. Likely no one but me notices. It's a lesson that I think I've, I've heard a lot in my life, but it's taken me a while to absorb it. And frankly, I still have a lot of room to go to actually take it to heart. But don't over-dramatize and just move on. Things aren't as, a big, as much of a big deal as you think they are nine times out of 10. And people aren't paying attention to you as much as you think they are nine times out of 10. Lastly, practice what you preach. The most quote unquote successful people I have interviewed lead by example. They practice what they preach. They're very aware of their strengths. They're also very aware of their shortcomings. So they're leaning into the strengths and they're constantly addressing the shortcomings in the spirit of constant self-improvement and proving to themselves their capacity for achievement or their capacity for X or their capacity for Y. And there's this idea of integrity in this too. Because, you know, I could sit behind a microphone and tell someone, you need to have a tough conversation. And then I could totally go turn around and not have one. But I've become very aware of what I think is an ethical responsibility of practicing what I preach. So if I'm going to spend my days telling people to have tough conversations, to not avoid the discomfort, but rather go through it to the other side in the sake of a goal or efficiency or a value or whatever it'll be, I'm going to do it myself. And I think that's a common theme that has come up again with a lot of the guests who have achieved quote unquote success in their careers. And again, it boils down to integrity, authenticity, and values. 
And so as you know, if you are a normal listener, I tend to ask my guests two rapid fire questions at the end. In the sake of authenticity and integrity, I will spare myself no different. Only difference being that I already know the questions. But the first question being, what advice would I give to someone who was starting something new? Be okay with mistakes. They're going to happen. Be okay with it. Learn from it. Make your system better. And move on. Don't dwell on it. That's my biggest piece of advice. Again, no one cares more than you do nine times out of ten. Unless it's a massive mistake. Unless it is life or death. I put these caveats on that personally. Take the lesson and move on. Question two, what do I know now at this point of my podcasting journey that I wish I knew back then? It goes back to what I said before. Find the fun in what you're doing. I've always used the quote that perspective is reality. And I've shared that my first internship ever, someone said that quote to me. And I think he meant it from the perspective of be in your seat earlier than anyone else, leave later than everyone else. The way you come off to people is how they see you. I've interpreted it differently over the years. And I think this whole podcasting experience has really driven home the fact that, you know, we all have choices. And one of the most achievable, if you will, choices that we have is the perspective that we choose to take on a daily basis. Is this fun? Is this not fun? What do I enjoy in this? What do I not enjoy in this? How can I concentrate more on the positive than the negative? And it's not about, again, being a Pollyanna and seeing the glass half full all day because that's not realistic. No one, including myself, does that. But it's just spending a little bit more time being positive than not. And again, it goes back to building the muscle and building the habit. So those were some of my lessons learned. Thank you for listening to me speak for the last 30 minutes. That was also scary for me to do. I've never done that before. Did not expect this to be 30 minutes. Thank you. Brian and Ben are clapping for me, which I very much appreciate. This is not something I wanted to do. But that leads me to another point. Sometimes you need to take feedback and take that leap of faith. So thank you for joining me, as always, on another episode of Worked Up. Please look out, look out for new podcasts and episodes on Tuesdays. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, and leave reviews. And connect with us on Instagram at Jacqueline Beck Consulting on our website, www.jacquelinebeckconsulting.com or email us at info at jacquelinebeckconsulting.com. That's Jacqueline, J-A-C-L-Y-N, Beck, B-E-C-K. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and see you next time. <laughs>